triangles, triangles, triangles. It's been a month. We haven't had an episode from a month. And Tyler, I'm still talking about triangles. Triangle. Yo. No, not again. No, not again. <laughs> oh, no. What's up, boys? How's it going? Okay, cool. Welcome Let's to Mob it. Rules. The music cuts out a little bit based on the way we record. That's that's A-OK. Um, I am John, joined, of course, by... Danny. And we have with us... Hello, it's me, Taylor. It is you, Taylor. Uh, yeah, and we are yeah. back for another Amazing Mob Rules. How are you guys doing? It's been a long time. Uh, it's been a month that we have, uh, uh, that it's been since we've actually recorded. Uh, for Mob Rules, obviously, Danny and I have been doing our amazing uh, Frontline Gaming Network, Grim After Dark, which every one of you listening should be watching. Uh, otherwise, we'll be fired so quickly. Holy cow. <laughs> Please watch. Please watch. Oh, no. And actually, as of recording this right now, we actually just finished uh, about 40 minutes ago <laughs> recording the Grim After Dark. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, while we have us all together, let's just kind of get back in uh, and kind of talk over some stuff and do some chats, do the mob rules. Uh, Taylor, yeah. We asked Taylor in because Taylor and I went to a tournament last weekend. Danny toured scenic Idaho, uh, which I'm sure is just as interesting uh, potato quality levels as, as the tournament that we went to. Um, but starting with Danny here, uh, what have you been up to the past couple weeks or month? Holy cow. I got to, I got to change all my stick. No, God damn. Uh, yeah, it's been a month. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know. God, I've been up to a bunch. So, oh, I've been building Admech like the cheap meta chasing whore that I am. Can I just say um, how thankful I am that you're moving when you say shit like that? <laughs> um yeah so uh i've been building iron striders at work i've gotten like uh four almost done although i need the i keep forgetting to bring in extra basing materials because i want to dynamically pose some like i built three and they're pretty bog standard but i also want three that are like walking on stuff so that they look a little bit different than the the basic pose because that's pretty boring nice um Yep, so building those, and then when I get home, it, when I have time, I build Skitari, because um, I have a ton of Skitari to build. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that for hobby stuff. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, it's been, uh, like, moving central here, uh, so I've been uh, just trying to figure out all the stuff I need to get together so that I can move um, down to Idaho, which my wife and I went down uh, for a long weekend this last weekend to, uh, yeah, to kind of like check things out. <clears throat> I managed to uh, check out the local gaming club, um, which was pretty sweet. They have like, uh, uh, it was the mama's boys is the name of the club. They're pretty, they're super friendly, which is awesome. Um, I had a friend who was a part of them and he kind of introduced me, which is pretty rad. And they have like a clubhouse above their uh, the one at the game store there. Oh, uh, that a sex they rent out. And they, what's that? A sex addict. Yeah, a sex addict, right? Um, and uh, not to be confused with a sex addict. No, no, no. There's no. That, that would be ridiculous. Unlike that, there's no D here. Right. 
<laughs> Unless you need these strength templates, because I'm pretty sure they play heresy. I don't know. No um, one's not a bunch of nerds. <laughs> uh, but there's uh, they have like six game tables upstairs with tons of terrain. Um, like super chill group, it seems like really uh, pretty relaxed. They have a couple of competitive players as well. Um, so that'll be nice. I'll have some some folks that I know that we that, that I'll travel to events for or with uh, potentially. Um, and then uh, I also went up to Spokane to check out the game store up there. And luckily enough for me, they were having an RTT. Um, and so I got to meet the owner of Gamers Haven, well, which was a beautiful store, like all hardwood floors, dark wood, like really like a like a real boutique game store. And then, uh, uh, yeah, like a 24-person RTT there um, that weekend, which is their first weekend of having events. So I'm sure that number will grow. It looked like they had plenty of room for more gamers. Um, yeah, but it looked like, man, the hobby there was crazy good. Like, so many, like, well-painted armies. Like, everybody's stuff looked great. The terrain looked amazing. Like, it was super high class. I'm very excited to uh, get in some games up there, too. So yeah. yeah, gonna have to uh, up was, your hobby game. Yeah, I actually have to like you know like like finish an army, paint my models, that kind of stuff. So bunch of bullshit. Sounds fucking rad. Yeah, Taylor, what what have you been up to, man? Oh my god. Uh, well, like you, I am moving into a new home. Um, and so I, I have now done that. We now live in a different place than the place we lived before, which is rad. Um. What else? Oh, I have been painting Admech. Uh, I played Admech in that tournament. Um, but I'm also rebuilding my Drakari because um, I just can't fight the call of melee in my heart. I just can't do it. Um, I have to play fast melee armies or I'll die. Um, what else? Uh, honestly, the move has been eating up most of my life. Honestly, other than I, you know, I've been getting some building in here and there. Oh, I bought a I bought a Typhon for Heresy. Uh, cool. Just the Chungus Vindicator. I love yep. that thing so much. Um, what else? Uh, oh, we're me and the boys are going to have an Apocalypse game this uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so that'll be fun, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, or it's happening that? right now. Or it already God, I, bum, bum, bum. God, I wish, dude. It's gonna take so long. Um, <laughs> other other than that, I think that's about it. What are you even doing, John? Length a pro or a con? Uh, yes, both. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it is both good and bad. <clears throat> um, man, so much stuff. Uh, so I turned part of my closet into a studio. <laughs> For, for recording uh, so that I could do things without bugging my uh, amazing family. Um, but more hobby-related, I decided to just paint up shit I had lying around the house. Uh, so I'm batch-painting 20 Bolter Plague Marines right now. Nice. I already have, already have like 35 painted. Uh, there is no reason for me to paint any more of these rather than just try to clear out the hobby pile a little bit. Um... I also started 20 more Poxwalkers because everyone needs an even 100. That seems to be the number to go to. Um, and then uh, I started doing the like the characters from that kit. Uh, I painted up a flash mower for the tournament we went to last week, so I have two now. Uh, and then after that, I, I started painting a bunch of corn stuff. Uh, so I am batch painting corn right now, which is weird because it's not purple. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> playing a plague marine sounds like suffering, but I do agree that a hundred a hundred box walkers is like the number. Whenever I build death card lists, that's where I try to get to. Right, and it's super tough to get there, and we'll go into that a little bit later there as well. Um, for but, sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm building towards a skew list uh, for the possibly to take to the Las Vegas team tournament because you know when you're like 50-50 on taking a list the first thing you're going to do is paint 180 models uh, and then call it good right. yeah um, that seems yep. legit it seems legit it's a, well I've been sitting on this stupid list for like over a year so I've got time to get off my butt about it um, it's which, hard to unleash it on the world which is just Scarbrand Skulltaker uh, four units of 30 blood ladders three units of 20 furies and that is like <laughs> exactly 2,000 points <laughs> awesome <laughs> Dude, I need to play against that list. I haven't had a chance to yet. I want to see how I can do against it. Well, I'll, be, can... I'll be taking it on the 10th, so we'll see how it goes. We're taking it to the next one. Um, my deal Man, with that's the guy, what I'm talking about. My deal with the guys is I was going to try it out at an RTT and see how I did because I know I can do well with uh, Death Guard. I don't know how well I can do with, like, a skew list of just, oops, all blood letters. Uh, oh, yeah, each of those blood letters has a uh, banner of blood as well. Uh, so that is... Uh, a whole bunch of 3d6 in charges. Uh, real hopeful. Oh, is it 3cp perch? Oh, it's it's 3cp to upgrade a pregame, right? Yeah, it's like one per unit, right, Danny? I, I also need to go yeah. back through and read the demon codex. So, yeah, 4cp on that. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Plus four more CP uh, to put two of the units into Deep Strike. And then, God, just hoping that I can uh, warp surge uh, with the remaining 4cp. Uh, maybe an interrupter too to get in the way so Scarbrand doesn't just die horribly whenever anyone gets in contact with him. Because as as great as it is for everyone within six inches of him to get an extra attack, on the downside, everyone within six inches of him gets an extra attack. Sometimes that's not my friend. That is, no, it's not my friend. So the whole idea is, is to kind of bubble wrap Scarbrand with uh, Furies. So you have to kill all that stuff to get within six inches of him. I can't wait to get my unit of infiltrators into range of Scarbrand and then pop the taser strat and the plus one attack strat and oh like God. get five attacks per dude with ex- um, six as being three extra hits and yeah. five being two extra hits. Good. Man. Good, good fucking I'm luck so getting waiting. within six inches of him. That's all I'm going to say. He's going to be so come. well wrapped. You're going to think I'm like shipping him to the lower 48. That's all I'm going for. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, that, that I've been putting that together, uh, and and I I caved. I, I did contrast, so it's just like flesh terror red, which is a really really great looking red. Um, sure. And then I actually painted the skin properly on Scarbrand, though no contrast, and it came out looking awesome. Oh wow! Ooh, hell yeah, dude! And it looks good. It got me all kinds of hype, so I'm excited to get that done. Uh, so yeah, instead Sean, of yo, I heard you liked that red so much that you painted your couch with it. Is I that did. True? I did so. <laughs> I'm I'm batch painting 180 models, so I'm doing 30 at a time, uh, uh-huh. and they're on they're like taped to paint sticks, so I can like spray and then contrast and do other stuff. Uh, so yeah. while I'm putting uh, some wonderful drowning them in contrast, uh, I turn the model to uh, to get the other side, and it just knocks the contrast onto my lap and onto the couch, uh, and mm, in, hell yeah, and, and in between the couch cushions. And let me tell you, uh, Flesh Terror Red, real deep color. <laughs> real, real strong, <laughs> vibrant red color. That's the true experience. So, so that shit everywhere. So, yeah, I ruined one of my hoodies and shorts, but I saved the couch cushions. And based on my wife's reaction, I made the right decision. So that, that, that that's all that matters on that one. I'm more pissed that an $8 pot of paint fell 
but you know that's expensive that's me yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot contrast real expensive uh but it's two pains in one so there you go send me free contrast ejw thanks um we looked over the dominion box annie we got sent the the, the age of sigmar 3.0 dominion box uh, oh yeah 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 the uh nice. The Urax, the Swamp Urax, and the or the Cruel Boys, and the the new uh, Sigmarine 2.0s, the new uh, uh, Stormcast Eternals. I don't know why their name is escaping me. Um, we're just gonna touch it briefly, uh, just because <laughs> we had an amazing review copy. Yeah, um, and I'm just gonna cough off camera. Uh, the rule changes really, really solid. I still hate the double yep. turn. Same. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what's keeping me away from the game. If they were to get rid of the double turn, I would. I think I would jump on that really quick because it's a really solid rule set, really fluid, super super fun. Um, the honest war game. All the changes have been super positive for this edition. Like, I love the. Uh, <clears throat> I lo- I love like the new uh, the new formations more or less. Uh, like the uh, the battalions, the generic ones, and I like that they decided to get rid of all the war scroll battalions too. Like from match play, I think that's a great idea. Because they're real um, janky. Yeah, exactly. And like uh losing their single deploy status is huge. Um only one basically battalion gets to do that in your army. Um or I guess if you have multiple of that battalion, um you could you could do that, but you don't want to. Like I think I don't know. No. Getting first turn is not that big of a deal, I think. We're getting first priority. So yeah, it's it's super interesting. I'm I'm very excited to see where the game to, where the game goes. I hope that uh I don't know. I mean, I don't see the double turn going away just because it seems like Games Workshop really values that for whatever reason, some inexplicable reason. I, I don't really understand. Because um, it's, it's a terrible fucking mechanic. Um, yeah. It was really fucking bad. Sorry. Yeah. If you if you listen to the interview they did about it when they first announced it, like, the designers are really excited about the double turn. And I don't get that at all personally, but I mean, it's their game. Well, oh, it's because the designers right. don't actually play the game. Oh. You're like, strong. Yeah. They like they just really like the formatting of the the words on the page, the way it hit the, the banner just right, they like beautiful and pretty. Yeah. It does look cool. Yeah. Oh man, the book is beautiful. Like it's really pretty. Like the I new... just. I'm oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like I just don't, I don't really understand. Like I've definitely had a lot of people like tell me that I don't really understand Age of Sigmar if I don't like the double turn, which I think is just bullshit. Like to be honest, like it's it's not that complicated of, of a game and like, yeah, okay. You can play really cagey to kind of sort of play around it and only lose some stuff. But the fact that you lose some stuff in the first place just means it's a bad rule. So like, it's just bad. It's just all around bad. It's, I don't know. I think that the double turn only works the way people tell me who I'm wrong about it works is when both players are playing only melee heavy armies. As soon as the armies that are fighting each other are shooting or mortal wound dumps, it just like, well, it doesn't matter that the activations don't happen uh, with charge priority. I just kind of get mortal wounded off the table. Yeah, let me tell you how much fun our friend Nate had playing against my Night Haunt back when their mortal wound bombs were like really, really bad. Uh, when I would get a double turn and just fucking yeet half his army off the table. The boy had a great time. Yep. And there's some mitigation factors now where like you like the the person who go who like gets gets the last turn gets to like remove objectives if they get okay. double turn. Like so there's stuff like that which is kind of interesting. But 
still still a harsh mechanic i really just don't understand why like if you're going to uh, the if you're going to keep a priority role then you need to then the game needs to be resolved in like unit activations like that's the only way that that really works well when it's whole army activations like i go you go like it sucks so agree. yeah that, but like all right so i bitched enough about this the miniatures for age of sigmar are amazing and Incredible. like they're way better than 40k miniatures. I and think, I think yep. that if you're into the hobby aspect, I more than the gaming aspect, the game is way better than 40k, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think that's really fair. I, I totally think that all of the like the trainee designers go to 40k first, and then when they graduate out of there, they get to go work on Age of Sigmar and make weird, bullshitty ocean cape people and, and giant snake ladies and dude. Have, have you seen the Kragnos model? That model is so freaking cool. It's and like, bizarre. It's like they give all the designers, hey, do whatever you fuck you want. We'll, we'll add rules to just, whatever. Just, yeah. He's a big centaur man who's a big god. Just go crazy. Who makes earthquakes. And and then like the stuff from the new starter set, the Cruel Boys are amazing models. Like, And they're different from the normal orcs, which I, right. I both like and dislike. I think I like it in that it makes them distinct from the 40K orcs. Yeah, but uh, it's just something you got to get used to. But like the hound that the that the general is riding for the cruel boys is so huge and so cool. It's like it's like a way better warg from Lord of the Rings, dude. It's like when dude, I pulled that totally. spur out, it was huge. And that that was the first thing I showed you was like, look at the size of this thing. And then I pulled out the yeah. cruel boys screw, and it was like, whoa. I was like, it was a. Uh... Those Blood Knights are fucking calling to me, man. Oh, my God, they're cool. Yeah. I want to play that army so bad. Yeah. Dude, them and all the wolf models are super cool. Like, I would love to start a Vampire Counts army that's based on, like, the wolf the wolf guys. Uh, whatever Hell, else. yeah. I forgot what that's what I'm fucking talking about. As soon yeah. as we hashtag and the double turn. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm starting a Twitter campaign right now. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> GW will notice this one. They will. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. On to to forty k. We're gonna take a quick break. Um. Again, the Dominion box is amazing. It's delayed in the U.S., but still grab it because Jesus, those models are like the winged uh, angel stormcast girl is just so good. Um, and they're terminators oh, and they're also so thank you games workshop for sending us that we really appreciate it yeah it's super good it's going to get us really um, interested in age of sigmar yeah uh like i'll give it i'll definitely give it a try again like uh just due to getting the box um but uh yeah i am uh i'm pumped for those models pumped uh, man, how do we even do buttons anymore? It's been so long since we've had to do this stuff ourselves. Uh, <laughs> since you've had to do things yourself. Yeah. You I'm all fuck. bougie been now. two episodes. <laughs> Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it. 
from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Hello everybody and welcome back to Lo-Fi Beats to Get Good To. I'm Ennis Wilson and this episode I am here to talk to you about playstyle. And not just about playstyle, but about why playstyle is a convenient lie we tell ourselves to hide the truth. So, first off, what is playstyle? Well, in typical terms, you would refer to playstyle as the way you like to do things in a game of 40k. Are you an aggressive player? Are you a defensive player? Do you like to take high-risk plays? Do you like to take low-risk plays? And all of those are fairly valid ways to look at the game of 40k. They are all have their benefits, they all have their disadvantages. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. What I'm actually here to talk about is why playstyle is a convenient lie. And that's basically just meaning... The way that we use playstyle in general conversation is a way to, to condense all of the mistakes you make in a game into one simple word that absolves you of responsibility. Why didn't you play this game aggressively? Well, that's not just my style. Why did you Why did you go all out turn one when you really just needed to sit back? Well, that wasn't my. That's not my playstyle. Why did you go for a low risk play when you uh, when the high risk play was there and it would have given you a better chance of winning the game? The lowers. It's not my playstyle. These are all things that I'm sure you've heard or I'm sure you've probably said something in a similar vein too and I want people to take a step back when they say something like that because I'm not necessarily saying that it's wrong to say that it might be that you're more comfortable playing a style that is more risk averse or more risky or more defensive more defensive these are all perfectly valid ways to play a game of 40k but often they're the wrong way for a given situation and if you constrain yourself by thinking that you should only do things that are in your playstyle in your wheelhouse that you're comfortable with you'll often find yourself missing out on opportunities that you could have taken in order to see better results from that game. So just for example, if you are playing a game and you have a, just to pull up some numbers, you have a 90% chance to win if you go for a super, uh, if you go for a super aggressive playstyle and a 60% chance to win if you go for a super defensive playstyle, but you're more comfortable playing a defensive playstyle, you're probably going to go for the defensive playstyle. Again, don't take the numbers too, too seriously here, but just use them as a, as a baseline concept. If you're more comfortable playing defensively, you know how to play defensively, you're experienced with it, you have the heuristics in your brain, it, it all makes sense to you, you're probably going to take that style despite the fact that maybe playing aggressively has a higher upside. And that's what I mean by saying playstyle is a convenient lie we tell ourselves. What playstyle actually means to me is these are the things that I'm good at and these are the things that I'm comfortable with, not necessarily the things that I should be doing. And we use them as a crutch to say, it's less mental load for me to play in this way. It's less effort, I enjoy the game more. And those are all val completely valid ways to approach a game of 40k. It's just that you need to make sure that you're not being constrained by them. It's entirely possible that you should be making completely different plays than your playstyle indicates that you should be doing. Uh, to give another example, a lot of people are very averse to playing hordes because they're slow, they take a long time, they're not massively fun to play for a lot of people. But if a horde list is the best list in the game, you should probably be playing a horde list because it's the optimal way to win the game of 40k. But a lot of people will be like, well, my playstyle just doesn't suit hordes. And what that generally means is they're slow, they're bad at making decisions quickly, uh, they don't deal well with having that many models, or they have a bad back. Those are all, again, completely valid criticisms of playing a horde list. 
but one that's not is a horde list is my playstyle. Because if you're a competitive player and your goal is to win, your playstyle should ultimately be the things that result in you having the highest win rate. And if you're making decisions based on not that, then you're just hiding behind the excuse of playstyle. And it's just a convenient way to bundle up all of the decisions that you should have made and could have made and have an easy excuse to say it. Uh, why didn't you bring the best list that you could have? Well, my playstyle doesn't suit that list. It's just a very easy way to say something that condenses all of your mistakes into one easy, very simple to digest statement that nobody really scrutinizes because what are you going to do? You're going to call people ever saying that their playstyle is one thing? You're gonna, no, it's not your playstyle. You're just a, you're just a bitch. And I mean, you probably should do that. It'd be funnier. I'd enjoy it more. Uh, so anyway, that has been my rough thoughts on why playstyle is a shield and you should, you know, try and avoid doing anything that's outside of your playstyle. Just, you know, always stick to what you're good at. Uh, never experiment, never expand, and then uh, I'll play you at tournaments and we'll have fun. I promise. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Back to you, John and Danny. Um, what just happened? It's true. I was very in the know the whole time. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently when I'm playing music from the soundboard, you guys don't hear it. Uh, oh. so yeah, uh, just wait for me to start talking again. And then when you're done ignoring me like big old jerks, uh, you can start talking. It's great. Proceeding. Are we ignoring you now or not? I mean, now? it's up to you. I mean, you're a dick, but it's just... <laughs> oh. well, well, speaking of dicks, let's hear your big dick swinging story from this weekend. Hell yeah. Well, so while Danny was down, uh, settling and, uh, picking out his potato patch in Western Idaho, uh, Taylor and I, we went to, uh, the welcome back tournament, a tier one, the first real big event since COVID. Uh, and it turned out to be an 18 person event that was totally full. God, we sure fucking did, bro. It was awesome. It was so good. And what surprise? Well, there was a lot of painted armies there too. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, me and Nate were the only people there who weren't battle ready. Well, Damn. Were you though? Uh, I will say, uh, no. It was an amazing event. Uh, their definition of battle ready uh, was a little uh, liberal, shall we say? Um, sure. Right. Oh, ooh, spice. What? So what happened? There was just there were some armies where it's kind of like, uh, like this armor is blue, and also so is the sword hilt, and also so is the sword, uh, like sort of stuff like that. So it's kind of. Uh, oh. For for long time listeners, kind of back to like the three color minimum kind of expectation uh, is kind of what was played, uh, in my opinion. I don't know what you're thinking, Taylor. Oh no, that's correct. It's uh, the the minimum was three color minimum with intent, right? Intent and basing. Sorry. Right. Um, um, not a lot of whole lot of cohesion all over the place, but that, that's okay, right? Whereas like first tournament back, we're all we're all getting used to it. Yeah, first tournament back, like it's fine if they if it wants to be like I I personally think it should be tightened up more because like. GW gave us an actual like picture of what battle ready is, right? So like I think we should probably use that measurement. But I mean it's a it's the first tournament back. I'm not super worried about it. No. And like like, you know, give some leeway to maybe somebody who's new or something like that, I think is probably pretty fair. Yeah, totally. I would say that was a super surprising thing to me as well. Like well over half of the store was people I'd never seen before. Dude, same. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, out of the, like our, like our regular crew was there. Sure. There was like eight of us I recognized, but then there was at least eight or nine people I'd never met before. In fact, every single person I played, I had never played before. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that was that was honestly the most exciting part to me personally is that there was just a ton of people I didn't know. And after like a year and a half of not playing in tournaments, like that's so exciting. So Taylor, what did you bring uh, to this shindig shenanigan? Uh, I brought three Admech super buff characters. I brought a hundred Skatari, thirty of which were or forty of which were Vanguard. Excuse me, forty of which were Rangers, sixty of which were Vanguard, uh, twenty Infiltrators, uh, and three Bombers. That was my list. It uh, was all Lucius as well. Yes. Two patrols. Two patrols. Uh, Two patrols. I took just obviously my death guard. I took a single battalion. Uh, I took a uh, no special death guard characters. I took a, a chaos lord uh, with a bale sword and a uh, plasma pistol. I took my boy, Danny. I took a death guard sorcerer and terminator armor with a chain fist and compi melta. Um, hell yeah hell yeah oh <laughs> this is the softest event i've ever heard of he uh i gave him rotten constitution as a warlord trait so he ignored ap one and two uh and then he also had the warp insect hive uh, uh relic from mortarian example so reroll all hits and wounds in combat mm-hmm. um and then i had five plague marines because death guard army rules are stupid for construction and way too restrictive and Ooh. then Two units of 20 Poxwalkers, uh, two Contemptors with a dual Volkite and a Hellforge Missile Hat, a unit of four Death Shroud with a champion having the Plague Skull of Gul, Gul-, Gul- uh, a unit of three Death Shroud, uh, Foul Blightspawn with Arch Contaminator and Foul, uh, Revolting Stangebats, a Tallyman with Tollkeeper, two Flesh Mower Blight Drones, and two Plague Burst Crawlers. That was my list. Uh, so round one, um, I was paired against, uh, let me pull up here, a guy I'd never met before. He let me know he was just garage hammer up until that point. Uh, Steve Gonzalez, uh, who was playing uh, Custodes. Uh, he had just a, a couple of units of Virtus Praetors, uh, a Bike Captain, uh, a unit of Alaris Terminators, which, man, are they a pain in the ass. Oh, They're yeah. tough. Love those dudes. God, that was the worst. Uh, and like three units of just like regular custodes, and then uh, Banner Boy was his uh, warlord. Um, he was super aggressive, which probably isn't the, the right call in, into my list, um, where I'm very resilient and swing back very well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right. he he was super aggressive into me, and I kind of just punched him in close combat till he died. Um, right. And that was the first game. I'm like, whoa, double Volkite is stupid. Holy shit. So good, dude. Holy shit. Why haven't I run this since day one? Um, it is so incredibly broken with Tollkeeper. It's crazy good. Uh, I think, uh, so with the Tallyman, I was able to give kind of my my Contemptors, like, one of them plus one to hit because they're core. Uh, that Redemptor was getting, on average, 18 to 20 hits with every shooting oh, attack. Which, when he only has 16 yeah. shots, oh, yeah. real, real primo. Um, and it's yeah, pretty good. It's, pretty good. it's pretty good. Uh, and then of course, uh, the amount of mortal wounds I was putting out was just stupid too. Um, uh, he made a couple of really good plays. Uh, like even though like he was super aggressive with it, uh, Steve used the stratagem to bring down his Alaris terminators within three inches of my guys. Uh, and oh, he, yeah. he did that yep. to get on an objective and because he was objective secured, it knocked me off of it. Oh, nice. How did you feel about that, John? What I was, was like, that? man, that's, I was like, that's a really good play. Cause like I, and 
he almost immediately as well separated it into six individual units instead of one unit of six. So now I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, well, that's your objective, I guess, because there's no way I can split my attacks effectively enough between four units that are on here. Um, to, Is that to- actually how that works, Taylor? Uh, I'm checking right now. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> good times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's at the beginning of movement phase. Oh, he did it. Oh, no, no, no. Next turn, he did it. Then. Oh, okay. okay cool, you had cool. a turn to shoot at them as a whole unit, and right? You chose not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I sure did not. No, I chose to shoot at his bike captain and the other two units and objectives. Uh, I see. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Clearing up, but yeah, but then he split them all up, and I'm like, "Well, I guess that's your objective now." And I, I learned an important lesson that yeah. when Alaris Terminators deep strike, uh, shoot them, shoot them very quickly before they shoot can split. Them, shoot them now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, they're great. It's like, hey, do you have the firepower to efficiently remove? I don't know, six bike captains with the two plus save, essentially, right? I mean, I generally did. no. I did, but I just I didn't target priority. I well, I prioritized clearing off two objectives instead of one. Right, but I like like individually, right? Because right. like it's easy to kill that profile, but it's kind of harder to kill like eight of them efficiently without wasting shots. You just have to overkill it every time, and that just feels bad. Correct. Yeah, and I don't think that you made a bad call or anything, John. I mean, oh no, same. But like. Uh, I mean, clearing two two objectives is pretty freaking good too. So hell yeah. yeah, sir. Turns out, mortal wounds versus custodians and cover just chef's kiss. <laughs> really, good. it just doesn't doesn't feel it was, awesome for those dudes. No, um, and then one of the units I double hit, so like I, I advanced forward with my death threat squad and threw my little plague grenade as well. Um, so they got volkited and plague grenaded and just got really kind right. of pushed off there. Um, and it was a really good game, and I had a good conversation with him afterwards. And he was like, "Hey, what could I have done differently?" And I'm like, just "Stay away from me." Just anything yep. you do, like you have the speed, um, you you have the ability to pick your battles. Uh, just stay away. Uh, and he made, like I said, a couple of really good calls, like with Alaris coming down where they did, and kind of pretty much wrapping up the right hand side of the board because, like, I'm not going to try and waste my time overkilling uh, six individual units. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a super good game. Uh, I learned a lot about Custodes. It was actually like the, the second game in a row against Custodes, so like I feel pretty good with them now. Uh, they have a couple of super nasty tricks, um, and it's just kind of trying to mitigate those that, that, that really work for me now. Taylor, your game Yo, up. Oh, yeah, I, I won that game at 92-38. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk about our, about our own one. Uh, cool. So I played uh, Mike... <laughs> Mike Pestilence of um, of Warhammer fame. If you guys have read his blog, um, it's relatively popular. Like I've, I, I read his blog before I knew who he was. Like coming up here, you know. Um, so he was a pretty cool guy. Um, okay, Danny, do you remember when we played in the Iron Man GT? And do you remember when I essentially left 500 points of the board of my army off the board, and I also oh, forgot no. to do. And I also forgot to do all of my buffs. Turn one. It was a lot like that, except every oh. single turn. <laughs> oh. oh, no. That's yeah. bad. Don't do that. Yeah, so, okay. So I started the game being wrong. He was like, okay, hey, do you have any fallback and shoot mechanics? And I said, 
No, like a moron, because I absolutely do. Uh, the first ability of the Artisan Holy Order trait is yeah. just fall back and shoot. <laughs> and I take that in every list because it's awesome. But I said no, and I thus convincing myself that no, I actually don't have that ability. Oh, I thought you were like Mind Game or something where you're like, no, I don't have oh. that. <laughs> but I do. Uh, I'm no, sir. you don't have programmed retreat as well. I was trying the two plus cover save that tournament. I was so my thought was well. Also, I in list building, I was like, okay, I have at least one fullback and shoot that I can fall back on, and that's fine. But I wanted to try the two plus cover save or just become in cover save bonus, just uh, as another layer of, layer of durability, because people in our meta really love super heavies. So if I I figured that if I could put uh, one defense buff on three squads then that would be efficient enough for me to not... Or that would be... It would let me lose less than I... Oh, God. You know what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to not lose as much here. If I could put You're three... Trying to mitigate damage. Damage. There we go. Bam. Those are words. Um, instead of just two, as just two means that, like, the target priority is a lot easier for, for my opponents. Uh, it didn't pan out that way at all. Um... The, the cover save is completely worthless, was never never worthwhile, and I should have just taken program retreat. I also had three bombers, so it's like, okay, I have the one fallback and shoot. If I can't use that here, I could try to bomb myself out of combat, and that could be okay. Like, that could be another out. Uh, didn't work. <laughs> didn't work like that. I was wrong. Uh, but lesson learned, for sure. Um, right, so, okay, we start out with me just being wrong about my army. Uh, second thing I'm wrong about my army with is when a plane drops a bomb on, if they want to do it on a demon prince, they absolutely get six dice, not yeah. one, because a demon prince is not infantry, and I don't know why I thought that he was. Oh, um, oh man. So, yeah, so instead of choosing to bomb the demon prince, I chose to bomb a rhino full of noise marines. Now, I don't actually think choosing to bomb the Rhino full of Noise Marines is wrong if I choose to move my Disintegrator to the left side of the board and shoot it if it doesn't die instead of just not doing that at all. <laughs> like oh, I plan to. Yeah. Um, so I also, like a moron, used the plus one to hit Doctrina, just complete waste of that Doctrina. Um, no reason for me to use that turn one. Um, but to go back to what John said, uh, mind games are cringe, and that's why we don't do them. Um, that's not how you should play the game, basically, ever. Uh, uh, then how many how many planes did you have? Two, two and a half? Two? I had, I had three. You... Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I had two and a half. Uh, because I lied. My first action, my first actual action of the tournament is dropping one and immediately oh detonating God. it upon the floor. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> this game yeah, so for was, you was just like everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Yeah. It was a fucking cascade, my man. It was not it was not awesome. And what sucks is I was really excited to play Mike Pestilens because he's another like good player. I'm always excited to fight good players. Um but I just made <laughs> a fucking moron of myself. Um, <laughs> so that's unfortunate. 
um, what else, what else did I do wrong? Uh, basically it all stems from that. I just forgot my rules. I placed some stuff wrong. Um, I forgot that the desperate breakout stratagem, the stratagem that I have literally screamed about for like months, just straight up forgot it existed oh, yeah. and moved my, and moved my entire army wrong as a result. <laughs> so yeah, not an awesome showing for me. That that was my um, bad like, on the table talking <laughs> there. Oh no, it's good. It's it, I I won't forget. I won't forget now. Trust me. Because Danny, um, uh, so my game finished with like an hour forty five left on the clock. So I'm kind of walking around, and obviously, like the Taylor Pestilence game is like one I want to pay attention to. And I go over, and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Great, I'm locked in combat and can't get out." And I'm like, "Isn't there a stratagem for that in the big book?" He's like, "Ah." Uh, so then I'm like, yeah, oh, just, shriek. just stop talking and walk away. That actually worked out for me because uh, instead of killing my tech priest on my turn, like he wanted to, so he could then move and shoot on his turn, the tech priest actually decided to just not die. And so he was stuck. Uh, 20 noise marines were stuck with him in combat on his turn. So that actually felt pretty good. Oh my but it, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't it didn't dig me out of the hole. I had dug myself for myself though, which is unfortunate. Um, it was fine though. Like first tournament back, <laughs> I w- I was mad that I played badly. I was not mad that I lost, uh, yeah, which is uh, what I try to try to do. But yeah, uh, Mike's he was pretty he was pretty, he was a pretty cool guy at the table. I uh, didn't have any problems with him. Um, we'll read his blog, I guess. But uh, yeah, so that was that was me. Uh, we can go back, send it back to John. Yeah, so like I'm watching the results. I'm sitting at like a 92, and I'm like, okay, crap. Oh, yeah. Here, Taylor, what was your score in that game? Oh, it was uh, 92 to 51. Yep. Uh, like I said, I was not battle ready at this tournament, so I was actually 61. So you managed to score a bunch of points out of that game, actually. 61. Yeah, like good. Right, so it was it was a loss that I like really shoved myself into, but I did manage to pull it back and score like a bunch of points. So I am happy about that. Yeah. Well, yes, I, sir. I was outside looking at the results coming in and seeing I was paired against Matt Morse, and I'm like, oh, oh well, like the standings were looking like I was going to be paired into Matt, a Matt who was running a giant Forge World Knight and a bunch of Lightning Log Armagers. I was just like. Oh Christ! I don't want to play that. God, I don't want to play that. I don't. I can't play that. God, I don't want to play that. And then someone's like, "Oh, cool! You don't have to play." I'm like, "Oh, cool! I don't have to play against all those knights. I have no answers." I was like, "Oh, you're gonna play Mike Pestilence?" It was like one of the the two people at this tournament I was trying to uh, submarine past, uh, with the other being Taylor, uh, because they're a much higher skill caliber than I am. Um, no, that's just not true. Well, we're getting to that spoiler. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> So I go paired up against Mike uh, and his army. Uh, he was a little disappointed with the terrain, even after we rearranged it a bunch. Um, and it really lined up in a way where um, there was no line of sight anywhere. So like both of us spent our first turns just kind of moving like a little bit, like trying to poke out like a little leg here and there to, to try and get shots and things. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. It was you you can always tell when you're you're playing against like a certain kind of caliber of player because they're doing things. That you're like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Like so, 
like Mike was measuring threat ranges. So like he would measure, you know, my movement, then my gun range, and then his movement and things to kind of see where he would be safe and where he wouldn't be safe uh, and where things were moving away. Uh, but the way my list was kind of built, I'm able to kind of split it in half. So like one side had my, uh, like a flash mower and then the contemptor dreads and the chaos lords over there and the tally mounds over there. And because he has gloaming bloat, which takes away all kinds of rerolls and things, probably don't want to charge into there. Um, and then the other side had some, um, other side had like the, the big squad of death shroud and, and kind of another flash mower and the tanks to really add some durability in there. So I was able to split that up and he kind of castled up in one corner, um, with sort of a venom crawler and some, uh, Havocs, not Havocs, the uh, Raptors. They won little minimum squad of Raptors holding an objective on the other side of the table. Uh, he took Ray's Banners, which, you know, I, I need to start figuring out a way to take it because seeing him score it was, like, super impressive. Uh, he pulled, like, a couple of really awesome tricks. Like, he had a Dark Apostle and the Dark Disciples. And the Dark Disciples raised banners on the objective. Um, and I couldn't shoot them to get them off the objective because they were within three inches of the Dark Apostle. I couldn't shoot the Dark Apostle because they were within three inches of the cultists. I'm like, there was a really neat little trick there to just kind of really protect a unit to actually kind of do those actions. And he was re- reliably scoring like three points every turn on it. Um, yep. And that was a super cool trick. Uh, the other thing I learned uh, was uh, charge moves. Like, I, I have serious addition fatigue. Like, for me thinking, like, when I charge, I have to end up closest as po- or as close as possible uh, to the unit I declared against. And when my... Oh. No, exactly. Mike uh, rolled an 11 for cultist charges. I pretty much just yielded them up the table and had like two, like in touch with, with the uh, flash mower and then used a pylon move to bad touch a uh, plague burst crawler. And I was like, wow, that, that's a really cool move. And I was like, is that a thing? And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh shit, that's a thing. I could get so much. Oh my cool, God. I could get so much cool free movement out of that, uh, which really helped Hell me yeah. in game three. Um, um yeah so but luckily i was able to reliably kill like one or two units a turn uh so like starting with taking out, cool. taking out the drag claw first because i know those things are nasty you took out the venom crawlers um any sort of vehicle uh and then the noise marines um and then just yeah just kind of concluding up he had a lot of volume of fire uh, from the noise marines but once i took out like the drag claw and the venom crawlers and anything that could really hurt me I'm sure there's like four blast masters, but actual noise marine guns aren't super effective against that shroud. Um, so keeping them in the forefront, he did deep strike a couple of squads of terminators into my back lines. Um, but they failed to charge. Uh, and again, they were shooting Malta's, uh, a death shroud. So I think he killed one, uh, off of the, the drop turn. And then the other ones, he dropped a, a unit of kind of like lightning claw uh, terminators and, and went and charged into my uh, Chaos Lord Tallyman Dreadnoughts. And again, got to bad touch my Dreadnoughts with some great charge moves. But because I was able to have my Chaos Lord there with Gloaming Blow, it really takes away a lot of the benefit of uh, the lightning claws of not being able to reroll wounds. Um, so I, and I was I made a whole lot of Forbes for that. So my Chaos Lord survived. Uh, and yeah, it just it, from that, it started kind of turning away about turn three. Um, I got a little bit, you know, frustrated at the game state because again, I was making a ton of saves. 
Uh, Noise Marines, again, don't really do anything to what I was showing to Noise Marines. Um, but yeah, uh, I ended up taking that game uh, 80-33. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Good job, man. Yeah, which was a, it was a super good game. And like I said, I think I was talking to Mike afterwards and I'm like, man, you should just have your ass kicked by Danny for a year. Like if you just, if he's your only like Warhammer opponent for like a good solid year. Um, then you kind of start to pick up on a couple of things. And I have noticed myself starting to make some of those moves, um, like real big. Yeah, brain, yeah, that, big that's brain tech I, I definitely wish I had taken advantage of. <laughs> but I use most of them in game three to just real big brain now. Uh, but Taylor, your game two. Yes, my game two. Uh, my game two was against an Alpha Legion player. Uh, dude, I'd never played again, which is great. I, lo- I Like I said, love to see new faces. Um, his army was painted excellently. Um, everything looks great. Um, it, most of it was converted from heresy stuff. Uh, like he had like 10 Lernians converted to do stuff. Um, he also had a bunch of rubric Marines with flamers, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, AP2 flamers are no joke in most circumstances. Oh my God. In most circumstances, especially with easy access to plus one to wound, they can teleport around, I think. Um, they can do thousands of stuff. So, like, that's pretty neat. But unfortunately, um, he started most of his army in a position where I could either see it or easily move to see it. And that's not really something you want to do with one wound Marines against Admech who ignore cover. Um, so my turn one, I killed all of his Havocs that were on the board. I killed all of his um, tactical Marines. I killed his Contemptor. And I killed a character. I killed all of his cultists. Um, I killed uh, his... Okay, so when he... Going into his turn one... All he had left was one character on two wounds and a rhino. Um, oh, yeah! Wow, so, brutal. Yeah, yeah. It was a dawn of war deployment, um, and I was playing Lucius, and I had three bombers. So, and the stuff the bombers wanted to bomb were placed in a way where they could fly over it and still remain on the board and turn. So oh. I got right. So I got all of my bombs, all of my shooting efficiency. I teleported turn one with all the buffs into optimal position. And most of my other stuff didn't really have to move because it was, it was Dawn of War. Uh, and with the range extending ability of the Manipulus, like, I can just kind of reach out, right? So, yeah, all of those one moon Marines just had a bad day. Uh, and then on his, he, I killed the character that I could see. And then on his turn two, all he ate, um, so he jumped out the the rubrics. I killed those. Killed the rhino. I killed the terminators that came down. Uh, and then, yeah, on his turn three, all he had left was a character. So we 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 felt a pretty good calling it there. Dang, that was oh, yeah. it was really brutal. Uh, it was really unfortunate because uh, dude was a good guy. Um, so, I always hate doing that. I, I hate doing that to new players. So, so let me ask you something better. here because like I had a similar experience like round one where, yeah, I, we finished after like less than an hour, um, right. pretty much tabled, uh, you real similar experience there. And again, we're, we're playing into newer players. What are you, what do you do to kind of help make that not just the worst fucking experience for them? 
Well, uh, being me, I'm I <laughs> I'm super high energy at the table, um, and if the other player vibes with that, then we generally just have a good time. Um, I always try to pump the brakes as much as possible with newer players, but if my army just kind of does what it does, like I you know I can't like oh I I will now choose to not kill this obvious target because you know it's a tournament We're there to compete. Uh, but I'm not gonna, like, be a dick about it, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna, like, try to conceal what I'm trying to do, like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very clear about everything I'm doing, why I'm doing it, hopefully they get something out of our game, more than just rolling, like, save rolls, you know, and I try to be, like, as cool and upbeat as I possibly can, if they don't vibe with that, I'll just, (laughs) I'll just, you know, put my head down and play the game, but generally they do, uh, and I don't think I've had a bad game in with a newer player in years. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> something I was doing was like when he would move towards my guys, I'd be like, Hey, just to let you know that character behind means you won't count as charging. If you get charged, if you charge, so you won't get your rerolls and like things like that. And just kind of pointing out things that could happen. Um, Cause again, you, you want to be as, as welcoming as possible. Um, obviously, you know, while still playing like a, as tight a game as you can and, and kind of playing to your best, um, right. but I mean, I remember like the, the dick stomping days when I would show up and just get trashed like, like completely. Um, and it's kind of like, how do how do you make that feel better? Did you do like a talk down after the game where you kind of talked about the game, things that could be done? Yeah. Before? Yeah. I always try to. And like, like I said, I find, I find that just explaining what you're doing and why you're doing it at the table. Cause like, even if you explain your entire strategy and why you're doing something that you're doing, you're still implementing it, right? Like you're still going to win that game. So it's fine. Just like inform the other player as much as you can, because generally I find that like explaining why this is happening is uh, healthy for learning. Sure. Obviously. I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah. Right. But like, I, I feel I've, I've found that generally to be like the best way to uh to play with new players danny you've stopped stomped on a lot of dicks in your time um how in the warhammer sense uh how do you make that a great experience for say a newer player or someone who isn't kind of used to the scene so uh luckily for me like when a game is not intense i'm actually pretty fun um so like i just try and have fun with them and like you know, like challenge their characters to Mortal Kombat and do things that are like, you know, pretty stupid, but otherwise like tactically stupid to do, but fun. So like, like I charge just try a bunch and have, of, like, I was going to say like charge a bunch of stone crusher carnifixes with the Tonar. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a Tonar. Oh it no. Was it just was... a storm surge. Yeah. The storm surge. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the day that I proved that Tau have close combat supremacy over Tyranids was a great victory for the, for the, for the greater good. Let me tell you that, John, um, <laughs> I tell you how sad I was that my new freshly painted stone crushers just got fucking destroyed. Literally the stomp rule meant that normally a, this, a really crappy unit, like in close combat actually was pretty effective sometimes. Especially when you rolled the strength D on the stomps and just like removed all the card effects. Hell yeah. Love oh, me yeah. some stomps. <laughs> oh, oh, 
yeah, I, I think the key is like don't you don't you don't have to go so hard. Like you you can actually sacrifice a lot of your army, maybe keep the game a little bit interesting, but also make it a lot of a lot of fun for your opponent. But I'm a pretty risky guy. Uh, that's never bit me in the butt yet, but I'm sure it will at some point. <laughs> I hope it does. Um, yeah, so my round three, uh, I played against Death Guard uh, in a Terminus S list, uh, which was super cool to see. There was like four Death Guard players there um, in a field of 18. Yeah, that's a lot. And like, that's too uh, like, and everyone was different. Like there was a different yeah, list. Yeah, so what was his list? Because Alex's list isn't on BCP. Yeah, so Alex's list was, let me look here from memory. So it was uh, 70 Pox Walkers. So like three squads of 20 and a squad of 10. There was a squad of 10 Cultists. Uh, there was a squad of Plague Marines. There was two five-man Blight Lords uh, with a Flail of Corruption in each. There was a six-man Death Shroud. Uh, a Biologist. Wow. Pool. A biologist putrefier with uh, arch contaminator. Yeah. yeah, there was typhus. Uh, there was um, a foul blight spawn, and I think that was it. Yeah, that sounds, okay, that sounds about it. Um, run as uh, terminus est, and we're gonna get into this in a little bit. Of the next thing we're gonna talk about code of conduct. Uh, but when he's reading out his list to me here, I'm like, well, yeah, you can't do that. Um, and then after the game, I found out another thing he can't do that he was doing too, uh, where he had the, uh, biologist putrefier as his warlord. Um, but when Typhus is in a terminus ass list, he has to be your warlord. Yeah. It gotta be him. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so there was that. And then so wait, he wasn't using the, the, the warlord trait that Typhus gets extra. Nope. Nope. Tur- nope. Oh, weird. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, and then the other thing he was doing was, bo- oh, he had a, a malignant plate caster too. Um, oh, okay. Oh, and then eight possessed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. A lot of dudes, uh, a lot of dudes. Uh, but yeah, when he's telling me his list, he was taking one power from the Terminus S table and one power from the Death Guard table. Um, okay. And I was like, you can't do that. Yeah, they, they have to have the same table, same powers. Uh, right. which is like real tough find on like the third round uh, that is not being caught, which I think goes to show how complex the game is right now. Cause I'm sure, oh, yeah. I'm sure he wasn't like, yeah, man, I'm going to fucking win uh, by, by taking and mixing my powers up. Um, like it's just, it's an honest mistake. Uh, so the judge ruled, yeah. judge ruled that we just yeah. switch powers. Yeah. That, sure. Like that's not the end of the, that's not the end of the world or anything. But, like, it does go to show what the necessity of an official, like, army roster application is and how important that is for, like, competitive play to have list verif- like list validation. Yeah. So it's- I would really, really like to see uh, there be, like, list checking to that degree, uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't take, like, another player having to be like, oh, I play this army too. Um, to yeah, you... Yeah, like judges shouldn't have to be a faction specialist in every faction no. to validate lists, you know? Like, John, if you wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have known that. Right. And I feel like I have a really good handle on rules. Like, I wouldn't have known. I would have been like, oh, okay. And, and again, this goes to show kind of the complexity of army composition in ninth. Because, like, when I'm coming up to the table, he's telling me he has four units of Poxwalkers. The first thing I'm doing is counting all his heretic or bubonic Astartes units. 
and like just like the weirdness that goes into building death guard armies and, and how many hoops you have to jump through to get there uh, it's really hard to catch unless you actually play that army and there's a bunch oh, of armies out there like that i get you because i play necrons and i totally understand um but yeah, so we set up, he did the typical Terminus-ass thing of, like, filling the deployments, and it was the weird uh, corners mission. What was the last mission? Um, search and Destroy? Search and Destroy. There, there we go. Um, so he filled his de- uh, deployment zone with stuff. He used the Terminus-ass uh, reserve powers uh, to put his Biologist Putrefire in reserve, which was just a primo move, like, super good move. That way he, oh, that's cool. he could deep strike sure. with the Death Shroud um, and kind of give them the, that little buff. Uh, and then everything else, uh, apart from the Blight Lords, was on the table. Uh, turns out, nice. <clears throat> turns out, two uh, Volkite Contemptors with missile hats, real good at killing uh, little things. Boy, I bet I bet they clean up. So uh, I killed like uh, yeah, I fucking bet. Uh, Jesus Christ! So I killed eight, <laughs> I killed eighty Pox Walkers in two turns. Um, <laughs> That's a goddam for sure. Like, just an absolute god absolute god on here. A, what was that sorry no you're good oh, Go. i was gonna say that is an absolute 100 pure cut beef certified got him for sure uh, it sure <laughs> is um and then i started doing things like again like I, I pulled out a lot of things i've learned from playing you danny is like my first firing and getting rid of was focusing on the pox walker units that were around characters and kind of wiping them out uh, not necessarily yep. so much the ones that are going to grab objectives, but like kind of the ones to take away that protection. Uh, and because of that, I was able to snipe Typhus on turn two because he didn't have anything around him. Um, and so, yeah, uh, so I cleared out all the Poxwalkers. He brought a unit back, cleared that unit out again. Um, I obviously took uh, the Take No Prisoners secondary because knowing he's Terminus Ass and there's like 80 Poxwalkers there. It's probably a hundred. Probably, probably going to like be a lot of wounds there. Um, I, I took out the possessed with, uh, plague burst crawlers and just kind of focused on those guys. I haven't fought against them in combat yet. I didn't really want to try chance it. And there wasn't really anything else in the field, uh, that was super, uh, super threatening. Um, yeah, he picked some really good secondaries though. He took spread the sickness, which with that much, many pox walkers and cultists, super obvious to do. Uh, he also took, uh, domination. Or whatever it is now where, you know, hold more objectives. Uh, uh, stranglehold. Yeah. Stranglehold, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, super good one for that one. I, I want to apologize to him for me consistently every turn overlooking units from, like, turn three onwards. Like, oh, you only get five points per second. I'm like, I'm on two objectives. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, you are. My bad. I literally did that three turns in a row. Um, and then, yeah, it was really just killing all of the, the things that hold. Um, every single game, I put a unit of three... Uh, Death Trout and the Chaos Sorcerer in the sky uh, and pulled them down because it was a really nice sort of couple little threats um, where if I split them up, great. Uh, the the Sorcerer is probably going to survive a bit with like ignoring AP 1 and 2 and, and being toughness 6 and uh, having a 2-up save. If I don't, he's going to survive even better because of the Death Trout. I will say, he didn't melt it or chainsaw anything. Okay. Which makes, sucks. which makes me very sad because he's very pricey. For some reason, it's more expensive to take the chain fist on him uh, than it is a Chaos Lord. With oh, okay. The, with the same layout. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, That's weird. It is weird, doesn't right? He have a, doesn't he have a worse weapon skill too? He does. He has a worse weapon skill. It costs more. Uh, awesome. to take, 
I think it's because I can spam them technically. That's my thinking behind it, where I can only take one Chaos Lord per detachment, whereas I can take infinite sorcerers. But again, it's... Oh, right. was, I know why. I know why. Why is that? Because the Chain Fist is such an upgrade over his normal weapon, whereas oh. the, the Terminator Warlord have stuff. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, wait. What does he have for a weapon? A, a four staff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> That's not that much of an upgrade. I'll shut up. That's, I don't know. I'm crying. Well, he doesn't, does he have a storm bolter included in this price too? Let me see. Let me, let me pull it up here. That way we can, we can solve this once and for all. I don't know. This seems weird to me. This is great. He he comes equipped with a combi bolter and a force stave. Okay. Force staves are like 15 points. So yeah, that's cringe. Uh, Yeah, I don't really understand. And the chaos Lord comes with a combi bolter and a power ax. Oh yeah. That's a way worse weapon than the force staff. Right. So the only reason I can think of is because you can take yeah. more than one in a detachment, but even then they're fucking awful, and I probably won't take them again. Um, though, Sir, I'm cringing. I'm he, literally they cringing. Don't want you to take a chain fist on them. Like they're like, yeah. they're gonna price so absurdly that nobody. Takes <laughs> no it. idiot would be stupid enough no to take a chain fist. Fucking moron would ever deign themselves to take this shitty piece of war gear. Enter. John Quinnell. Honestly, <laughs> I just liked being able to deep strike him. Like, that was super useful. And especially, like, every game I took engage in all fronts. And one of the reasons was because I can pinpoint drop this really small footprint um, where, wherever I want to. Maybe, like, yeah, in future, probably reduce his war gear a little bit. But cringe, what would I do instead? Upgrade Plague Marines? Right. That, that seems real bad. Um, there's nowhere really else for the points to go uh, in the list the Listen. Way right now. If he doesn't have a force chain fist, I don't want it. <laughs> no, it's a chain force fist. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I will say, over all three games, my five-man unit of Plague Marines uh, did not move, did not shoot, did not get shot at. They literally... You know when you take an unruly child to a store and you're like, sit Dude, there. You put them in fucking timeout, John. <laughs> <laughs> sit there, hold this objective. Don't do it like, oh, we can see these Terminators. Like, don't fucking just sit there. Don't do anything. Fuck up. Sit in the corner, Johnny. <laughs> and, and that's what they did. Um, but yeah, so once I'd taken out all of the Plague Marines. Oh, another Danny move that I did that, that I wouldn't have done before is he deep struck uh, two units of five Terminators into my back line um, and started advancing towards the central objective. He took the mission-specific secondary to hold his uh, deployment zone and hold the center. And I just just reversed a Plague Burst crawler across two buildings and plugged the gap. And like, hell yeah. (laughs) And you couldn't, you can't get through, you can't go around. I know Flail of Corruptions are good, but they're not going to be killing a Plague Burst crawler in two turns. Uh, so no. I was like, yeah, beep, beep. Yeah, I can't shoot uh, my mortar, but the rest of it's good to go. Uh, so so that was a super clutch move. Also, they were run as Mortarian's Anvil. Uh, so a lot of the time throughout this tournament, I got a lot of cool free movement from heroically intervening my army. Um, so that, that was super... What I'm talking about, homie. That was super helpful. Another cool thing I was able to do is on the central objective, I was able to have uh, my file Blightspawn hold the central objective. Well, the Death Shroud hid behind a ruin out of sight, but you also couldn't shoot the Fault Light Spawn because uh, he was within three of those guys. Nice. 
just real big brain plays oh, yeah. all throughout. Dude, that, dude, that foul blight spawn styled over your opponent's army dude, big time. He was just, you know, swinging his dick out in the wind, and they were like, well, I'm not going to shoot that. That's gross. I will exist. You cannot stop me. Um, yeah, I, I won that game at 99.67. Hell yeah, dude. Hell oh, yeah. Nice. Almost perfect score. Almost perfect. The only thing that I didn't get that let me down uh, was uh, not being in four table quarters turn one for engagement. Oh, yeah, you were only uh, semi-tactically perfect. Yeah, yeah. Tactically adequate. <laughs> Taylor, how was your game three? Oh, my God. Uh, my game was versus uh, Matt Morse, who is a great dude. He was running. Uh, I'm actually really glad I got to have this game with Morse. Pistol. <laughs> the last time I played him was when I was running Custodes and he was running Grey Knights, and I flipped my oh. fucking lid. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, is yeah. that when the judge talked to us both about our behavior about Smite? <laughs> it is yes. Is that it was that exact scenario? Hell yeah. So he was running uh, three Warglaves, three Lightning Lock Morax, one Atropos. Uh, and then he had a successor Iron Hands Vanguard of Whirlwind of Rage and Fallback and Charge with one Tech Marine. I don't get that, but he had one Tech Marine and uh, three five-man Blade Guard vets. So he could pop the strat to give them a 6 up Infinite Pain whenever he wanted. Um, and they could Fallback Charge. They have Exploding Sixes in Melee. Um, and he was also playing Crast for his Warglaves and stuff. So they all reroll hits when they get into combat. Okay. Sounds pretty aggressive. It was very aggressive. Uh, he moved his entire army at me, uh, except for the dudes on his back objective. Moved everything, uh, a bunch of inches at me, turn one. And I was super worried about this matchup because I only had 40 rangers, uh, which means I only had two squads I could boost to strength five um, over the yeah. course of the game. Because everybody else is Vanguard, and <laughs> Vanguard aren't super Omega Pog into vehicles. Well, um, and I was yeah. going to say the Rangers actually have game in that army in another way, right. in that they are they're they're way more effective than the Vanguard against the Warglaves, right? Right against against everything like the Strike Four, the Natural AP. It's yeah. all awesome in that matchup. I uh, I definitely over the weekend wish I had sixty Van, uh, sixty Rangers and forty Vanguard, and not the other way around. Um, but, uh, I was really worried about this matchup. Most of my stuff is AP one or zero. I don't have any heavy firepower. And then I went second. Uh, okay. So then he went first, he killed 14 Skitari. Uh, and then I went second and I killed it. That's it. And I, I I killed, uh, all of the Warglaves. Oh, excuse me. I killed. Three Moirax. I killed all the Moirax. That's what it was. I killed all the Moirax and the Warglaves. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so turn one uh, looks like this isn't a problem anymore. And then oh, so from that point on, he was like, "Okay, I got I got to get mega aggressive because if I don't, he was already mega aggressive, right? Like he already moved his entire army. I mean, one turn one. So I put out a sacrificial Vanguard squad in for my stuff. Um, he charged it with basically everything. Uh, and then I boosted on my turn two, I, bo- I boosted the Ranger squad to strength five, AP two, uh, rapid fire two, additional AP, 
rapid firing uh, farther away. Teleport to the 20 man into optimal position and one shot the knight after like three bombs. What? <laughs> <laughs> they, how, okay. How many, how much did <laughs> they killed the, it by themselves? Just the Rangers? No. So I did okay. bomb him first. I did bomb him first. Oh. It was just but three he bombers. Only, he only went down to 20 wounds. Um, cause he used the, uh, the five of field pain strap. Yeah, against the, against the bombs. So he went from twenty six to about twenty wounds, and then from twenty to zero once the ranger shot him, just out of there. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. I also popped the plus one to hit doctrine just to uh, just to like make sure. sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then after that, I after I killed that knight, I killed the rest of the warglaves. I killed ten more blade guard. So on turn three, all he had left was the tech marine and one blade guard squad in the in the very back, holding his back objective. <laughs> so that was pretty rough. I didn't lose. Uh, I lost one full squad of Skitari and fourteen from that first uh, squad that got shot, and that was it. Um, <laughs> oh, also, uh, my infiltrators straight up one shot a. Uh, a uh, uh, armager. They took it from 100 to zero, which I thought was fun. I had to spend two CP for it, but like, that oh, was did great. you do the? Did you do the uh, Tesla strat and the? Uh... Actually, I spent three CP for it because I did the Tesla strat, the extra attack strat, and going to strength seven. Oh man, yeah, strength seven is huge against that target. Hell yeah! So they <laughs> roll up, paid three CP, and just zapped him off the face of the earth. That's awesome. So that was, yeah, it was, that was, that was the game where I'm like, okay, wow, that was, that was a lot. Uh, and I won that game. If BCP will load, I won that game 81 to 42, which I mean, for as much as a, a death blow as it was, 42 is a great score. Um, and yeah. I missed a couple, I missed a couple points off of engage. I think it was engage. Yeah. Cause I had to run, I had to run back to deal with all this stuff. That's pretty but good. Yeah, that you're, God. What's, what's up? Your list has no chickens. No chickens. Yeah, see, that's the, the man. And that's so that's even more impressive to me then. Right. It was my entire list essentially was anti infantry shots. Um, and like it still pulled down a, a majority T7 and also a T8 boy uh, in two turns, like Unreal. with no problem. Unreal. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts, man. Bro. <laughs> God, I hate Ab Mac. Yeah, they're nuts, dude. <laughs> they're crazy. Uh, I'm probably switching to Dark Elder, though. I actually didn't have a ton of fun with the army this weekend. Uh, when I was winning, it was overwhelming, and I'm just kind of rolling a bunch of dice, not really making a lot of choices. I'm just kind of unloading my firepower onto my opponent's face. And when I'm losing, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm just kind of bad at the game. That sucks. So I'm gonna play clown. I'm gonna play DE until clowns come out, and then I can unleash my full awesome might upon the earth when when clowns get a buck. Because that's oh, the truest cool. army of my. That's the truest army of my heart. That's that's where my true love lies. Yeah. 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 Fucking love clowns. 
Let me tell you how much my brain fucking hurt on Saturday night with the sheer oh, amount yeah. of thinking I had to put into every goddamn game. Because, yeah, my list killed a lot of stuff, but you know what I didn't think of when I was building it? What's up? Secondaries. Like, <laughs> oh. at all. John, those are important. Those are really important. Uh, so unless, so like, against Mike Pestilens, where his list doesn't really give up secondaries, I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, I think it's a really good exercise in getting better, though, because you have to really fight for every point. Um, but, yeah, like, just the sheer amount of thought I had to do and the placement and the movement. I don't know how you do it, Danny, or even Taylor. It's, it's, it's agonizing. I have to yet to, like, unwrinkle my brain from the weekend. That's, yeah, that's what... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, see, that's what I want. That's, I like, I want to fucking, like unirn my brain when i when i'm playing uh that's that's my favorite is when i have to think a ton and uh like play super like play super super tight or just immediately lose because my army will just implode uh, that's what i want i don't want the uh <laughs> the infinite flat fields of brain um brain <laughs> brain matter when i'm playing fucking admec <laughs> i'm just pressing the shoot button and it hurts my back there are so many shots in that army. It, okay, if you're within range of all of my units, I, I put out like 400 shots. Yep. It's, it's not fair to my poor hands. Just don't shoot your guns. It's fine. <laughs> I have to. You get that dice app, Taylor. <laughs> I can't and I won't. It's also no longer made and was removed from the app store. That was the can't part. Yeah. Fair. Big fair. Um, yeah, uh, so I ended up winning that RTT actually. Just saying, little, hell yeah, dude. Little tip of the hat Congrats, there, man. Hell yeah. Um, and then instantly it's going to throw it away next month for for the giggles. Uh, and then Taylor, you also did super good too after uh, Rocky round one. Yeah, uh, so I placed sixth. Uh, if we give me paint score, I placed third. So in my heart, I placed third. And that is insane to me that you went up like three places from paint. Yeah, it, it's given me the big upsetting spaghetti, so so I gotta paint my shit now. But uh, but yeah, uh, I'm actually pretty happy with with that uh, first tournament back. The two one curse remains unto eternity, but I I will overcome it. Um, That's right. And de play the game a lot more how I want to play the game. Um, so I think I'll actually do a lot better even. Amazing. Uh, but I'm 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 super fucking excited. And then next up, July 10th, uh, the Danny, the return of Danny to the tournament scene for for one last right. fling. Um, you bringing stupid ad Mac? I don't know. Maybe. God, I hate you. Please don't. Just make it make it a fun experience for others. So what? I should bring like Craft World Eldar. Hell yeah! Look, I mentioned that you feather should. in your cap. Like, look, I won with Craft World Eldar. Nothing. I was gonna say like uh, Necrons, probably. Nothing but Guardian know. Defenders everywhere. Never underestimate Guardian Defenders. I do have a lot of Guardians. There you go. It's all kinds of fun. Well, we're going to take Just a... Kidding. I'm playing Admech, you fucking bitches. I'm going to bring that shit. So... It's going to be so rad. I'm going to take the... <laughs> I'm going to take my hobby handicap like, and uh, give everybody an extra 10 <laughs> points over me to start with. I think that's my plan. Fuck yeah. you know, you should I'm not going to win, but like, I'm going to have fun. You should really point out that you're giving everyone a free 10 points because they need it more than you do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's that's a handicap, John, like in golf. Real sportsmanship uh, right there. 
We're gonna take a break. That's what we're about here, Mob Rules. Fuck Force yeah, Seal Club in time. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, Danny Taylor, you'll hear nothing, uh, but I'll mute you and then I'll scream when we're back. Love hearing nothing. If you like cookies but want something more British, buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits for dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits, as recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. <laughs> ah! True. <laughs> Got him. Got Agreed. Him. Hey, uh, real quick, before we wrap up here, let's uh, chat about uh, uh, Frontline Gaming made, made some major announcements about the ITC tournament circuit. Uh, more importantly, the code of conduct. Yeah, baby. I'm into God. it. God. Uh, so, yeah, let me pull this up here, which is why I should have probably played a longer ad, but that's okay. Who needs editing? Uh, yeah, ITC updated their code of conduct, uh, and now there are point-based penalties uh, that go along uh, with the yellow cards and the red cards. That God, I'm glad they're still there so we can still try and maybe buy an ad spot on them. Um. What are you guys' thoughts on these? Uh, yeah, Denny, you go first. Um, overall, good. Uh, there's some interesting specifics, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about some of these. Like, you have to have tokens, um, <laughs> or else you'll get cards. Yep. Uh, which so, I think is good. So Taylor, um, all your weird bullshitty buffs, Danny too. You're gonna need cards for those. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure that out. Like where I want to get them from. I feel like there's got to be some aftermarket stuff available. I, uh, I spent, I spent like 40 minutes before the tournament writing stuff like transhuman plus six range minus one AP, uh, Marshall buff. I wrote all of those down on the pieces of paper, and then I just forgot them at home. Oh, oh, I thought you said you just, wrote it on your face like that dude from Memento. You can't stop me. I'll do it. True. Uh, true. So I I am personally pretty excited about this. Uh, I've always felt that the um, the card system was pretty weak with no actual penalty. It was just like, I can cheat twice before I'm punished kind of thing, right? So I'm glad that there's actual... Uh, like material loss now. I haven't looked at the specifics, so I don't know what weirdness lies within. Well, let me tell but you. I'm excited. Hey. Oh, well, going be excited, Jesus. I'm I'm excited about the um about the premise for sure. So you must meet the deadline to submit your lists prior to an event for frontline gaming events. This is a one week prior. If you do not do so, you get a yellow card, which is the same and you will receive a 20-point deduction to your round one game score. I mean, yeah. Which is huge. That's awesome. Shit, shit, shit on time, bro. Um, and, like, show up to the games, do what you're supposed to do, like, play clean, like, understand your rules. I think those are all super important. Right. There's, like, uh, there's just no reason to be fucking weird and underhanded about anything it's just a game man like we're here to have fun we're here to be bros we're not here to like fucking get it like advantage over each other like i don't know if i I wait seven minutes i can see his their list before i submit mine or i could just go to the table and like 
I don't know, like psychologically manipulate someone into into trying to play worse because they feel bad or whatever. Like it's a bunch of fucking garbage. Just play yeah. the game. I agree. Yeah. You know, modeling for advantage. So, you know, when you would like maybe magnetize your gun, poke it out and then kind of poke it back in again. So you can't see, uh, mm. that is a 20 point, uh, 20, uh, victory point penalty. Wait, Ooh. what, what is that? A 20 point? Is there, is that really, is that called model manipulation or something? Modeling for advantage is a yellow card penalty. And if discovered after oh. it has resulted in the owning player gaining an advantage is a 20 point victory point penalty. It may result in an automatic red card if the advantage has been taken multiple times over the course of several games. See, interesting. So yeah, if you're poking yourself out and then moving it to hide again afterwards, that's uh, modeling for advantage. Well, it's movement. You can't you can't move it and not in your move. Like I've had this argument with people online. Actually, like this is this is something that fucking sweaties in the Discord have brought up. Like, ah, could I poke it out and then put it back in? Like. Uh, my yeah. answer generally is, well, you're, you're not in your fucking moving phase, so no, you can't move your model. I mean, but, you can, uh, but you're gonna be a, you're gonna be a, <laughs> the sex offender registry. <laughs> <laughs> see, is this now a challenge uh, for me uh, to see how big a negative score I can get over the course of an event? Okay. <laughs> just by being a dick because <laughs> yeah incorrectly submitting a list is minus 20 victory points unsportsmanlike conduct is minus 20 victory points um and then dice infraction is minus 10 points so what you could do you show up at the table you're like here's my list you piece of shit i didn't submit it so i could fucking turbo game you <laughs> and then you could be like or roll the dice it landed behind a ruin. It's a six. Don't fucking worry about it. Right there, you're already 50 points behind. So, I mean. You no. Know, would you do the actual method, which is uh, a couple minutes before you place a sixth into the terrain, and then you roll the dice into the terrain on an important roll, and then you just pull out the six. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. What you got to do? Whoa. <laughs> I know, I know that one because, uh, God, I can't remember his fucking name, but that's a. That's something that people actually did in an event. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let, let me tell you the, the cool part. I mean, I don't know if this was here before. I don't feel it was, but there's an entire section about teams or clubs. Oh, okay. So in the course of playing events, it may come to pass that a specific team or club has members on it that have repeatedly caused issues at events individually or as a group. When the ITC is determined, a uh, team or club or any number of its members have been consistently behaving contrary to the club uh, code of conduct, ITC will inform the club and the ITC tournament organizers uh, will give the club one of the following labels. Warning, a team that has been given the warning label has been found to behave against code of conduct and the ITC suggests players and teams with a warning proceed with caution at events. This label lasts for six months. Uh, on watch... Uh, which is should be closely observed during events by the TO. That label lasts for 12 months. Uh, yellow status recommends all members of a team on yellow status um, uh, start events with a yellow card and a verbal warning from the judges. And then, Damn. Which is 12 months from the date and is issued at a minimum and can be increased to up to 36 months at the discretion of the ITC. Um, or after that, it's banned. Sick. I mean, like, like, like that's actually keeping track of 
like bad actors. Like yep. that's great. The that's team, awesome. The team club is banned from ITC competition, may never reform under the same name, or with a composition of more than twenty five percent of its former members. Uh, stripped, stripped of all their ITC points uh, from the current season, are banned from competition in the ITC for the next season in its entirety. Dang. Okay, dude. That is the big news here, if if you're asking me, um, because that's moving a lot of the policing of the players to the teams. Yeah, because which, fucking sick. Yeah, which is good because you think that, say, you have Art of War. As a team, if you have two players there who are just drunken dicks at a tournament, are they going to risk their entire ability to be a team on that? Or are they going to start managing from within? Like us, if we have one or two people, are we going to like risk it? Uh, like that, like, that's a really good rule. Yeah, totally. Hopefully, well, and team- I'm sure that the, t- the teams aren't having like these shitheads continue to like take down the rest of the team. They're just going to say, well, you're not on our fucking team anymore. No. Right. And and hopefully they'll, you know, continually kick out more shitheads in the community. Yep. That Which is, is only positive. Yeah. Um, it's a massive document uh, made by a, a lot of judges uh, and, and a lot of ITC people. Um, but literally all of it is positive for the community. Um, and it's all things that we've been asking for for like the longest time is to have something codified. Uh, and we now have, I, I think, a really solid code of conduct about what's expected at a competitive event. And I really think it's only going to help sort of the play experience at an LVO, at a uh, Lone Star Open, uh, and kind of other events coming up. And oh, yeah, then, dude, I'm pogging right now. I'm, I'm fucking pogging. It's happening. And, and now reading this, like, Danny, we're going to have to have a team meeting to be like, hey, so we, we should probably make sure we're all following this. Yeah, we're gonna have to get Joe out of here. Because yeah, I, I don't want labels. I don't want a little warning label. I'm not a carton of cigarettes. Um, yeah. So big chance. Def, definitely read it. Uh, you don't want to start down points for stupid reasons. Uh, but yeah, it's great. True. Danny, we we've been doing uh frontline gaming network things. We've done two episodes now of Grim After Dark. We've talked to Brad Chester, uh, winner winner of ACO, and then also Taylor, uh, who we made stay around to talk to us more. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts no. so far? You're what? what are your thoughts well, so far? Something. Yeah. Oh, what? Sorry. Can you say that again? It just sounded like garbled speech coming out of the microphone. This it, is excellent radio. Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> so what are, what are your thoughts so far and kind of your experience and kind of doing a weekly show uh, and then that kind of fun? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. So that, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, definitely you can feel the pressure increase. I know, uh, John and I have said that a little bit, like, uh, like, whereas we're a little bit more natural on here, like, and, uh, that kind of stuff, a lot of the, a lot of, well, I guess we're pretty unscripted on to be honest. Some people want us um, a little coming more up with material is difficult, right? Yeah, no, Absolutely. But it's so been, structure is more is more pressure for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's awesome. Like I'm glad we're doing that. Like I'm I'm cool with our set. You know, oh, uh, so like like I've said some other places, it's pretty dope to you know like be able to record from the safety of my bunker inside my uh, my my vault full of money that I get from being a Games Workshop reviewer. 
No. Um, True. They do pay the big bills. Huge bills. Where, where is it? Oh, man, I want to do a joke, but I can't find the stupid box. Oh, there we go. Wait, look, you hear this? Pure Cadians, baby. Pure Cadians. I mean, I can't hear it, but I'll I'll take your word. Hell for it. yeah! Yeah, yeah for, I definitely it, believe you. It'll yeah. come through on post, maybe not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do a post. It, it was a lot of fun, and I think the the big takeaway for me was like the week before we launched. I'm trying to be like, well, I guess I got to go learn how to do this and do this, do this. And Val's like, oh no, you got an editor. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, so I should probably go learn this. I was like, oh, no, no, you got a producer. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Uh, where as much as I joke about not editing here, not having that safety net of being able to cover up my fuck-ups um, is real weird. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. It's pretty fucking nice. It's also really nice because uh, now I have to to kind of put this up and do this all together later on. Um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's been super great. Uh Richard, the the producer, is amazing at what he does. Uh, Tyler, the the editor, just amazing as well. Um, And then, yes, it's been very welcoming. And the the viewers have been super nice to us, uh, which which is really nice. Because, again, uh, when when people say, hey, it's Johnny and Dan or John and Danny from Mob Rules, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, people won't know that. Yeah, don't don't say that. Let's just start afresh here. Um, Don't look at me. Do not. But yeah, it's been super nice, and we're excited to keep it going and growing, and doing stupid little games. Like uh, I really enjoyed the two games that we did so far. They've um, been really fun. Yeah. So if you were, uh, I think, uh, a special mob rules preview, uh, like some of them I have coming up are like Valspar paint color or frontline gaming mat design, uh, or kind of just <laughs> real, <laughs> real nice stupid things. And then I think next time we're gonna get Phil on Glacial Geek. Oh, cool. Um, nice. So I'll probably do like Ice Planet from 40K or Word I Just Made Up or, or like something stupid like that. Just real highbrow stuff going on. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. You can find us uh, on Frontline Gaming Network's Twitch channel. Uh, live day to be determined <laughs> um, uh, uh, on there. You can also find us on their Facebook page, Frontline Gaming, and uh, YouTube uh, at Team Zero Comp. Uh Taylor, anything else you want to add in here before we wrap it up for the day? Uh, I don't believe so. I think I'm all good. Amazing. Thanks for me on. Yeah, no, no problem at any time. Uh, Danny, uh, anything else you want to wrap up there, seeing though I plug like literally everything? So keep on, keep listening to uh, the Rogue Trader Network, uh, even oh, though yeah. it's just... <laughs> I was just following kind of routine of forgetting to mention the Rogue Trader Network. <laughs> Well, it's just us and NZ, so uh, yeah. you guys should definitely listen to them. They're, they're still awesome. Uh, Dangly Boys did have an unfortunate breakup, but check out Seth on the Frontline Gaming Network um, and also on his own channel, yeah. Seth the Med. Every Wednesday night, uh, Signals from the Frontline with, with Shelby, Seth, and Kicker has, has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, Man, yeah. Shelby's doing such a good job. Amazing. Like, yeah, and like I know that they're all doing such a good job, right? Like, but like, I know that it's tough uh, to do that. I totally empathize with them every week. Yes. As I'm like, Oh my God, what I'm going to talk about in 30 minutes. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then definitely, like I said, keep checking out NZ 40 Shabal. 
Uh, really great New Zealand content, even if they are too cowardly to go to a team tournament this weekend because they have children and lives. Oh my god. The god. worst. Well, boys, we're going to wrap this up. We will be back in four weeks, maybe sooner. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a post-tournament special. But we appreciate your support, your continued listening. Check us out on the Frontline Gaming Network as well as all their other shows. Listen to our old podcasts. Call me a dick. Well, I mean, whatever you really want to do, we're we're here for it. Uh, For Mob Rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. I've been Taylor. And we'll see you sometime.